You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. My name is Tess and joining me today is Chloe McCalla and you're listening to Represent on Sin. Thank you so much for joining me today, Chloe. Thanks for having me. Now, you're an independent candidate running for the seat of Bayswater. What can the Bayswater community get from you that they can't get from any major electorate parties that you'll be running up against? Oh, my God, so many things. Um, I think the two biggest things that I think that um, myself and independents in general provide is, one, a direct voice into Parliament. Um, the problem when you elect a major party to represent you, um, that candidate is often has to toe a party line. Um, you know, there's split loyalties as far as um, strategic, you know, uh, statewide things that are happening. Um, whereas independents can provide a direct voice where they only answer to the voters themselves and their constituents. They're not tied to any kind of um, either loyalties or um, agendas. And so there's that sort of, you know, in its core independent representation that we sort of provide as an option. Um, the second thing is for, I guess, for me personally, um, I sort of am a bit different to most political candidates out there. Yeah, I'm not a great politician at all. I'm a scientist. I'm a young person. I'm queer. I'm trans. Um, I'm kind of, I, th- I think I pre- represent, again, a different option in the way that uh, sort of represent a representation of who the community is. Um, you know, my main two competitors in this are incumbent career politicians who are straight white men. Um, we've got a lot of that in politics, and we don't have a lot of people like me. Um, and so, you know, there's that sort of diversity um, that I provide, you know, not just me, obviously. I think we need more young people in general, more queer people. Uh, more scientists and people with diverse experiences running for politics. I think that politics will run best when a diverse range of views are are offered and presented. Um, that's how best decisions are made by having a diversity of views to find what be- works best for everyone, not just two major parties who are very similar in a lot of ways, making all the decisions. <laughs> and like you said, you know, you're a scientist. You have a PhD in astrophysics and a career in climate data. What made you enter into politics? <laughs> um, I'll go back a bit if you want, because the reason I reason I ended up doing this is, I mean, I did it for a lot of somewhat personal reasons to a degree. So kind of like, you know, my experiences um, feed into that. I grew up in the church. I grew up very, very religious um, in, in the evangelical kind of sphere. It was extremely damaging to me. Um, I, you know, I had a lot of experience, a lot of bullying, discrimination for a lot of different, in a lot of different ways. I was taught a worldview that I have very much purged from myself now, but it dominated my life for the first 20 years. You know, I was raised to be a climate denier and to never question anything and to not question science and that science was kind of bad in general. Uh, and so when I, when I finally kind of got out of that, I, um, I went to uni and I studied astrophysics largely because I didn't know anything about the world and I wanted to just 
learn as much as I could. So I just went to the absolute largest scale I could think of. Um, when I, by the time I got to the end of my PhD, I realized that environmental advocacy and making change with regard to climate change, the biodiversity emergency, you know, protecting wildlife species, that was ultimately what I was most passionate about and what I wanted my career to really mean and have an impact in. Um, which is why I then transferred over and I um, now work in climate science. I, I did that because I knew that, you know, the skills that I had were applicable to that field. And so it was a field that would then provide sort of a way for me to have an impact on preserving the environment, which is ultimately what I want to work towards and contribute to. I, I love working in climate science. And, but I realized over the last few years that I really wanted to get more involved at a kind of a smaller scale or local scale and have and do more environmental advocacy um, and have a bit more of that direct impact, <laughs> which is always what I'm kind of uh, seeking. And so I started looking for opportunities to get involved locally, to, um, you know, what environmental concerns were around um, in sort of my area, in this Bayswater, I live in Baronia. Um, and so I very quickly found the situation of Lake Knox, which is a... Um, which is a lake in the electorate that the state labor government planned to uh, fill in and bulldoze and replace with houses. Um, this is a, a lake that it was originally built as a dam, uh, became naturalized, meaning that nature came in and kind of built an ecosystem around it. It's not connected to stormwater. It's very fresh and very clear. Um, and it's developed quite a rich ecosystem that supports dozens and dozens of species of birds, insects, frogs, uh, native grasses, na uh, you know, threatens native uh, duck species as well. Um, and there just is a very, very bad plan to basically demolish that entire ecosystem. Um, and so I, I sort of went, oh my God, this is an awful situation. This is also something I can get involved with directly. Um, and so when I, when I uh, started contacting this group, I realized that coming up to the state election, they really wanted to um, put up their own independent candidate who represented their interests because they felt like the major parties were just not representing, that were kind of latching onto this issue, issue and just using it for kind of leverage. They wanted someone who wasn't a career politician to stand up, who was a bit different and to uh, run specifically on uh, the this issue and the surrounding issues like uh, community health and general environmental conservation. Um, so someone who was really representing them. And so I thought, why not? This is a chance for me to make a bit of change and try something new um, and have kind of a direct uh, impact into environmental advocacy. And so like you said, a big part of your campaign is the preservation of Lake Knox, something that a large proportion of the Bayswater community is also calling mm -hmm. for. Now, Nick yeah. Bacon, Liberal for Bayswater, has also proposed a three-point plan. Now, that involves yeah. calling for the lake to be saved, an advisory group to be established to determine the future of the lake, and the consideration of designating the lake as a sanctuary. Now, I want to ask, what is your plan to save the lake? And just how is this a better plan than any of the other plans being put to the public? That's a really good question. Nick's plan is, it's not very inspiring, i got to say. Point one on the plan of how to save Lake Knox is save Lake Knox, which is kind of a bad number one. Uh, and then his final point has consider, and it's got very, politicians are very 
conscious about when they use strong language and when they use weaker language and consider and maybe maybe we'll do something i guess if you elect me which you know i guess it's very uh non-committal and i found it to be kind of pathetic because it's not really actually uh digging into the issues um my three-point plan that i've developed involves declaring a planetary health emergency at the state level making sure that we're not just talking about climate change we're talking about um loss of green space we're talking about ecosystems being destroyed it opens up a conversation around um what kind of development are we doing how are we sourcing this and how can we do it better for the environment um and so we've got we've got real issues as far as the health of the planet not just related to climate change biodiversity emergency emerging diseases to actually try and tackle that uh head on um my second point is to instead of we have consultation. We've had a lot of consultation. So next second point is to just consult more. We've had about five or six years of consultation, community consultation on this issue, and not a single thing about the plan has changed. They haven't. It's been fake consultation where they made all the decisions, came and talked to us, ignored everything we said, and continued with their original plan. That's what they mean by consultation. So my second point is to co-design instead. This is a um, this is a more much more well-rounded approach to community development and projects of any kind, where you're not just making the decisions and then consulting and then maybe taking into account that consultation without any real commitment to do so. But it's a commitment to co-design to make sure that the input from the people, the stakeholders, being the community in this case, are actually taken into account in the formation of the plan itself. So it's a much deeper consultation and then just this general consultation. Um, and my third point is to assess the actual scientific benefit of Lake Knots itself. Um, the state government issued um, some very preliminary analysis of the site to understand, try and understand what species are there, how rich this ecosystem and some details about it. They did a very preliminary analysis and then basically buried it all because um, from what I'm, you know, uh, from what I uh, understand, they didn't really find what they liked. They wanted to make sure that there was no real documented information about the true biodiversity and ecological value of Lake Knox. Uh, and then they've kind of just buried it all and continued on and not actually done a thorough analysis. So my third point is to actually perform a proper scientific analysis of Lake Knox, which should have been done at the beginning of this process. So we know Nick's wanting the same outcome, fighting mm -hmm. for it in a very different way. Yep. Looking at your campaign as a whole, what is your point of difference? The Lobyal Lake Nuts, when you look at Nick's other policies, they have nothing to do with save lake, saving Lake Nuts. They have nothing to do with environmental conservation, or they've, um, they've got a policy around uh, hospitals, but I would argue that that's largely in response to Labor's promises to do hospitals in a slightly different way. And so it's just, it, we've kind of got two hospital policies from the two major parties that are very similar in a lot of ways um there's not he hasn't really considered why people care about lake knox beyond that they do he's put it on his posters he's got a very top level kind of average plan to to save it um and that's about all he's done he otherwise when he approaches his other policies um they, they really have no no mention of this to any degree. He's not, he represents the Liberal Party, who are known to be even worse for the environment than Labour Party, and he knows that. 
which is why they don't have any environmental conservation policies. My policy platform is built around the issues that brought people to Lake Knox. I, I, I've spent the last, um, spent this year talking to the community, trying to understand why people care about Lake Knox, so that I'm not just running to save one lake, but I'm running on a platform of these are this is why people care about this issue. People care about the ongoing environmental destruction that's happening, not just saving one lake, but saving the rest of the lakes, saving creeks, saving open space, producing more recreational facilities outside, which brings me to my next one, which is community health, a more local approach to health, not just building big hospitals and hoping that we can funnel people towards hospital resources. That's bad use of healthcare resources, we actually need to work on prevention, public health, local GPs, bulk billing, large clinics, access to uh, more niche um, community services that are not accessible in the area, like medical abortion, transition healthcare, things that I know I personally had to go and experience and, and access very far away from Bayswater. Uh, Geelong, in fact, which is a far way to go for healthcare that I need on a regular basis. Um, we need to focus a bit more locally and resource healthcare that is community-based, locally accessible, and not just hospitals, but GPs and frontline uh, healthcare. And the last one is that people care a lot about development, how it's being approached. People don't want to see this unending development, constantly just taking away open space that can be used for recreational facilities. People are worried about, um, you know, the the... Uh, the houses, the townhouses that they plan to build on the site are extremely small, that it, they don't have to apply for individual permits for each one. They don't follow, they can basically bypass a lot of the environmental rules. They're under no obligation to build these sustainably, energy efficient, there'll be no social housing, there'll be a very, very small amount of what they call affordable housing, which is very unconvincing that that's <laughs> appropriate because we're talking about million dollar houses or six hundred thousand dollar houses with a tiny little ten percent discount. We're still pricing out very a large amount of people who actually want to buy homes. Um, and so this this approach to just unending development without real thought about longevity and sustainability, people are really concerned about. So those are my kind of that might build my platform around what the community actually cares about, not what the Liberal Party or the Labour Party care about. Mm. And on your website, you also stated that one of the reasons you decided to run for parliament is to make sure the voice of young people is heard. I want yeah. to know just how you plan to do that should you be elected. I want to, when I when I get elected, if I get elected, um, I really, I want to be able to talk to young people in this area regularly. Um, tomorrow night, although once this airs, it'll be last night, I'll have held, held a young adult forum um, the first of future ones I'd, I'd like to think um, where I, I'm just going to getting together different young people from the community. We're talking uh, 18 to kind of early 30s. I'm early 30s, so I'm kind of at the higher end of that um, to just hear and listen to what they want to talk to me about. The community that I've largely connected with um, so far through Lecture Lake Knox and environmental um, uh, advocacy in the area been largely a um, slightly older audience, um, you know, sort of people in their 50s and retirement age, uh, largely because retirement age people have a lot more time to volunteer at local community events, whereas young people are 
studying very hard, working very hard. I know I'm very working a, a lot as well. Um, Full-time work is extremely tiring and doesn't give a lot of time for volunteering to a lot of the things that a lot of people would want to get involved with. Um, and so I, I want to make more of a targeted effort to connect with young people. There's um, queer groups at Knox um, City Council and other young groups. So I'd really like to be able to connect through them. Um, and just identifying, you know, people who want to talk to me, who care about issues and want to make sure that they're represented. I want to connect with anyone who wants to talk to me about anything that they're interested in. So it's really just, I want to connect with more and more people to get that idea of um, what people actually want and need. And lastly, for young people wanting to get into politics, what do you say to them? What are your tips? Just do it. Um, I knew nothing about politics at the start of this year. I had never been politically um, really active in any way. Um, I kind of, I, I saw it as an opportunity to learn something new, get involved with a different sphere of sort of society and decision-making that I haven't been connected to in the past. And I just kind of just went for it and just learned what I could, had a go. I'm just giving it a go. That's really all I'm trying to do. So I would say just uh, get involved any way you want. If you if you like the Greens Party, contact them and say, I'd love to volunteer, hand out how to vote cards at the election. Um, contact an independent in your area if you'd like to support them and literally just stand out and hand, hand out how to vote cards at pre-polls. Um, I, when I, I did, uh, I handed out how to vote cards for the Greens at the federal election and I found it to be incredibly informative um, two hours of my life where I saw a cross-section of the community that I hadn't really experienced from that perspective before and it was really really awesome to see so there's so many different ways that you can just dip your toes in see what there is you don't have to run for politics um, but just have it, having a look and getting involved and seeing what you know it's like I'd say. Well Chloe thank you so much for joining me today it was really great to thank talk you. to you. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show.